1: Hello and welcome to Gegenpressing, the Bundesliga podcast. I'm Manu Feth, here's Stefan Biankowski. Stefan, how's it going?
0: Yeah, not bad at all. Um, it's the Easter weekend here in the UK, mm. as I'm sure it is in, I guess, the US as well, so most of Europe.
1: I just found out that... <laughs> for canada canada we get we get friday monday off um i think it's that's even better in the uk uh so like germany but in Mm. us it's not a holiday at all so
0: (laughs) yeah we in the uk we only get friday off and actually i found out recently that scotland used to get friday and uh, friday and monday off Mm. but about five or six years ago um the scottish government sat down with english government and they basically hammered out a deal so that each country has roughly the same amount of holidays because Mm -hmm. Scotland used to have so many more holidays, including the Monday. Um, And I think uh, apparently it came down to whether we had this Monday off for Easter, or if we had the 2nd of January off, um, which is a big holiday in Scotland and the government decided on the 2nd of January, which if you've ever met a Scot, you'll know that we go absolutely hell for leather uh, on Hogmanay on New Year's Eve and we need those two days off to get over the hangover. so I'm actually okay with it. I'm okay with it.
1: It, it, it. I mean, it's good news too. It means at least one of us is working on Monday. Um, thankfully, it's not <laughs> me. Having said that, <laughs> having said that, um, I think in Canada we have you have that beautiful thing as well in Scotland, right? Because like, if it, the holiday falls on a, on a weekend, then it's the Monday after off as well. I, I mm. think that's a really good rule. Should I, I couldn't believe
0: everything. that. I, I couldn't believe that Germany doesn't have that. To be perfectly honest with you, it they have enough holidays. Don't
1: feel sorry for them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> no comment. Then. No comment. I'm not here to start no international.
0: incident between (laughs) nations we're just here to talk for the football
1: americans will be just sitting here listening to this podcast with both their hands over their heads because they probably get the least amount of holidays of everyone um i've got a few
0: (laughs) friends i've got a few (laughs) friends who work for american companies and my group of friends routinely make fun of them because um it's just the most cutthroat uh Mm. working conditions in the world it would seem no offense to america and maybe that's i know that's how you guys probably get a lot done but it's pretty crazy yeah, you know. from a european point of view yeah it is crazy and then of Just course interrupt- and then if anyone's if anyone's listening to this in france they're probably thinking that we're pretty cutthroat in the uk or, <laughs> or germany
1: so <laughs> i'm happy with my 28 uh mandatory holidays and uh you know the canadian rule of holidays rolling over to a monday And I happily Mm -hmm. take my Easter Monday as well. Thank you very Mm -hmm. much. But (laughs) here's to that also. I mean, before we jump into this podcast, I've already mentioned it. Germany takes the Easter Friday or whatever it's called. Good Friday. I, I can't remember. I'm not Catholic, but they take it so serious that there is no Friday game this week, which means we have more time to dwell on the games this week as well, Stefan. And we have a lot of games, so we should jump into it right after this break. This episode of the Gig Pressing podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your college basketball betting this season. Get analysis of every play, prop, and point at Bet Online. You'll find the latest odds, bracket contests, team matchups, and game trends at Bet Online. Updated odds for everything from live games to conference championship, right through the Final Four and championship game. BetOnline is your college basketball headquarters this season. Head to the website today or use the mobile device to sign up and receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Be sure to use your promo code BELIEV, BLEAV, Believe to receive your bonus, betonline.ag, where the game starts. Yeah, so Stefan, as I mentioned, no Friday game. Um, so we can just relax, sleep in tomorrow. Do nothing, not even worry about one bit of football, um, which is especially great if you live on the West Coast, because, um, you know, I have to do absolutely nothing tomorrow. It's fantastic. Absolutely great. Uh, Saturday then, I guess for you, Easter brunch, uh, if you're on the West Coast, 6.30 start and we have a ton of big games. um, And... Again, I'm just using the Bundesliga app for the the ranking here of the games. This has nothing to do with preference whatsoever. It's just that the Bundesliga app actually ranks Dortmund against Union Berlin as the first game of the match day. These all kick off at 6:30 uh, a.m. Pacific time, 9:30 Eastern, 3:30 Central, 2:30 UK. Um, mm-hmm. Just in case you didn't know. Anyhow, Stefan, Dortmund against Union Berlin, and we both struggled with our big matches of the week. Um, we decided both not to take this one, yet I think we need to spend a little bit of time on it. And for fairness, because there has been complaints that I always go first with my prediction, I'm going to go and let you go first <laughs> this week <laughs> and see what you think of this match.
0: Yeah, so I think you could have happily gone first because I've gone for quite an unusual uh, result. I'm going to go for quite an upset, actually. Uh, and I actually think Union Berlin are going to win this game 2-1. Ooh. Um I know the temptation is to say that Dortmund will be desperate to prove the doubters wrong. They'll be desperate to put a performance uh, in the Bundesliga after truly terrible performances against Bayern and um, RB Leipzig. But I don't know. There's just something about this um, that makes me think that that might end up playing into Union Berlin's hands. Now, Dortmund's home record is pretty solid this season despite kind of all the ups and downs they've had. So, and in Union Berlin, um, I mean, their, their away form is still, you know, in comparison to the club itself, really good. But it's by no means as strong as, you know, uh, their form in, in the capital. So I think I can understand why maybe heads would suggest, you know, that this should be a Dortmund win. Mm. Uh, but I just feel like Dortmund are kind of going to go all out to try and win this game. They're going to be very attacking. They're going to be very gung-ho. And I think that will actually really suit Union Berlin. I think they'll know exactly how to set up against Dortmund. And I think also, crucially, Dortmund might have every intent of scoring goals, uh, you know, of creating chances. But in the last two games, I've shown anything. It's that they are really, really struggling to do that right now. Yeah. Um, I actually kind of tweeted out uh, earlier on uh, today, you know, the xg for Dortmund in in the last two games and the xg across both games was just 1.59 uh, and their xg against was 5.77 so in old money that basically means they conceded about six goals worth of chances and only managed to create maybe one or two goals worth of chances mm-hmm. which makes sense since they scored two against Bayern um, and I think that might be a crucial problem too now Bellingham might be back he might be fit and that might make some of a difference but I don't know. There's just I I just feel like they just looked so tired. They looked so lethargic in both those games. Um, and I know Union Berlin kind of lost at the midweek in the Pokal. So, mm. um, you know we have to kind of think, have to factor that in. But I don't know. There's just something about it that makes me think Union Berlin are going to be able to pick them off. So I've gone for a two-one win.
1: Mm. Uh, so I went for the opposite. I also went for two-one, but I went for a two-one Dortmund win. Um. But I, I can only concur with everything you said. I think this is this is a really crucial game for Dortmund, right? And they have to win this. Although I don't think the title race will be over if Dortmund lose this because if Union Berlin win it, they might be fully in it, <laughs> which is crazy to think match day 27, right, at this stage. It's interesting that you mentioned the XG. It's a little bit off topic, but I noticed that even Bayern Munich are outperforming the XG at this stage of the season. It's really interesting that this seems to be something that's afflicting all the top teams at the moment. Um, But yeah, I think uh, coming to this match, I think this is going to be really, really tight. Um, I actually, the other result I almost went for was a draw and that wouldn't surprise me either. Um, I think Union Berlin are going to make this very interesting, but probably more interesting than Dortmund hoped for. But let's see. Let's wait and see um so the next one and i think both of us almost picked this one as a top match as well stefan and that's leverkusen Mm. against frankfurt this is going to be i mean this is tough that all these games are at the same time because these are some really good games taking place at the same time Uh, leverkusen against frankfurt what's your thoughts here
0: yeah so i think this is gonna be a great game um you know Mm. i I think my money would have been on leverkusen uh, had it not been for that really impressive performance that Frankfurt put in, in midweek against the Neon in the Pokal. Uh, I wrote a piece about Leverkusen this week actually for the substack and kinda of talking about how they've managed to really kind of turn things around through um, you know, Lonzo kinda of tweaking the tactics and they look all the better for it, you know, they look defensively solid and they're getting the best out of kind of key players like Frimpong and and uh, in, in Florian Verts then Musa Abbey, etc and quite mm-hmm. impressively they're doing all this without Patrick Schick you know we talked about it at the start of the season how they're so reliant on Schick for goals well yeah. it seems as though Alonso has finally figured out a way to get past that so I think Leverkusen are going to look really solid in this game but I also think Frankfurt will be pretty solid too we saw that in midweek in the way that Goats and Kola Milani kind of linked up so mm-hmm. well Um and they look like they've kind of really benefited from that Twitter uh, Twitter break, that international <laughs> break. break. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wish it was a Twitter break. Um, so I'm struggling to kind of uh, pull apart these teams. So I've gone for a very dramatic, very entertaining 2-2 draw. No way. I did too.
1: <laughs> 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 Pretty much exactly the same reasons. Okay, we're, we're, we're concurring here. 2-2 two, two, draw. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm actually, I am actually. It's going to be really hard for me to decide why, which game to watch uh, because between the Leverkusen, Dortmund, and then of course the the Freiburg Bayern game, I think this could this probably could be the most entertaining one because they are so close. And you know what, Stefan? This is a really, really, really big fixture in the grand scheme of things too, because both these teams probably want to make a late push for the Champions League, right? Um, mm. Which will actually add, I think, to the entertainment because you're not going to have any of this. Tactical kind of stuff going on here. These, these are two teams that, although Leverkusen has the extra route through the Europa League, which I actually think might be the most viable route for them um, to qualify for the Champions League, right? But I think this is this is going to be a ton of fun to watch. And anyone who saw Frankfurt play uh, midweek against the DFB Pokal. Um, there is a sense now that they might turn things around. Um, So, yeah, I'm fully with you. 2-2. I think there's going to be lots of goals in this game. Watch it now being a boring 0-0 draw now that we predicted this. (laughs) 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 Um, But, yeah. Um, All right, so let's let's move on to my match of the week. And I said, again, this was really hard to pick. Um, And that was Freiburg against Bayern Munich. And Stefan, I've been... I'm really... really, really torn on how this is going to play out because I do think that Freiburg um, had a tactical masterclass against Bayern Munich in the Pokal. And the Bayern Munich players were quite upset on how it went, right? Because they f- they felt that they should have won this game. Um, they didn't because, you know, Freiburg put in quite a big shift. Um, of course, Juharten is going to say that they're going to do this again at home. Um, then your mind is saying that, well, Bayern are going to be very... You know when, when Bayern um, get put against the wall, that how they always respond, and they respond in a really big way. So my mind is saying, well, the Bayern are going to come out guns blazing and, and win this game. Um, so I went for a little bit of a happy medium here, and I'm actually thinking this is going to be a 1-1 draw. One, one draw. Um, and I think that because... One thing that Bayern does ha, has struggled, and I mentioned it already like they actually have outperformed the XG. But I actually sense that when they are getting into situations where um they play against a really low defensive block and a really well organized team like Freiburg, they're really struggling with scoring goals, right? They almost need an opponent like the PSGs, the Inter Milan's, and the Barcelona's of this world who are quite happily to open up against them. And then they're they're this free-flowing attacking side with five, six guys that can put the the ball in the net, right? But the moment you don't have that, all of a sudden not having a focal point in attack really hurts Bayern. And I think this is why, I think Freiburg are going to score one. And I think that might be enough for them to get a point here. What's your thoughts? So I've gone for something a little different here. Um, I've kind of... (sighs)
0: I I completely understand what you're saying, but I do kind of just kind of feel like having watched that game back mm. and I kind of said this in the bonus show when we kinda of wrapped yep. up the Pokal results that had this game been played another nine you know, hundred times, I think Bayern would have won it, you know, ninety nine of those times. Mm-hmm. Um and I just feel like playing Bayern immediately after kind of poking the bears, probably the worst yeah. thing for Freiburg right now. Um, and, you know, we, we, we talk about this all the time, about how when these teams put in these really heroic performances and put their bodies on the line and throw themselves into tackles and in front of shots and stuff like that, that they usually look exhausted for the next 10 days. And I think the only thing worse than that is having to then do that against Bayern all over again. Mm. Um, there's maybe some element of you know not doubt creeping in, but concern maybe that things aren't going to go all of Tuchel's way, uh, from the mm-hmm. get go. Which, you know, there's obviously already questions about stuff after that result in midweek. So that <laughs> is crazy. Yeah, of course it's crazy, but it's Bayern, you know, <laughs> and every disease is every defeat is a disaster, mm. and. I think that's maybe the only thing that Freiburg could maybe rely on is the fact that maybe there's already jitters in the team, or, or maybe Tuchel's quite hasn't managed to quite get through to the players who've proven to be extremely inconsistent this season. Um, because mm. a performance against Freiburg in the Pokal was a very kind of Nagelsmann performance, or a team, or the team under Nagelsmann. So maybe we might see the same inconsistent Bayern, but I think it's probably more likely we'll probably see a rematch and a replay of what we saw in midweek and. I think Bayern will probably end up winning this one quite comfortably. So I've gone for a 3-1 win for Bayern.
1: Hmm. All Well, right, we'll, we'll see. I, I mean, I can totally see where you're coming from. That was like my mind, right? Um, mind over heart, heart over mind. Um, I went the middle way here. But I still think this is going to be a fascinating match. And um, see if Freiburg can do it. I, I, I agree with you. If you poke that bear, whew. Um, you don't get that like cute mascot that Bayern Munich rollout bear you know like that what is his name guy has a name oh, they have no like this, this mascot that they for some odd reason Bayern's mascot is a bear it always baffled me a bear in Lederhosen Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um I think the the story is that they were so jealous of eighteen sixty having like a natural like uh mascot with a lion that they just came up with one and they landed somehow on bear, on a bear. It's Uli Hoeneß's idea, something he stole from America. Um but it still you know always baffles me, which is also why I always use the bear as a uh <laughs> as a minimoji whenever I describe anything by Munich on Twitter. <laughs> his name is barely or something like that oh we're totally off topic anyways we'll see this is going to be an interesting game and uh, we'll see if I will poke the bear um and I don't mean the cute bear the mean bear enough to upset Bayern um Stefan next game is Mainz against Werder and are we at the point now where we should stop underestimating Mainz
0: yeah this was the kind of <laughs> this, this this is actually potentially the uh or is almost exactly the kind of uh, train of thought that I went through when I was coming up mm. with these predictions, where I was trying to think, oh, do you know what's mine what's the performance been like? Trying to remember if it's the home form or the away <laughs> form that you know that they tend to do well in. And then of course with Verder Bremen, I've been giving him the benefit of doubt for like mm. what feels like four or five weeks now, yeah. um, which has been an entirely fruitless endeavour. And yeah, I basically just decided, I was like, look, do you know what? I'm kind of done giving Bremen the benefit of the doubt. I'm done hoping or expecting them to kind of score their way out of trouble. Hasn't worked for them at all recently. They've only got one win in their last five games, mm. three defeats. Yeah. And Mainz in particular have been outstanding. You know, in the last kind of um, 10 games, they're third in the division. You know, mm-hmm. only Dortmund and Union Berlin have picked up more points. Yeah. And... Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, Bo Svensson's a great head coach. He's kind of done this before with them, of course, where they just go in these incredible rich veins of form. And yeah, I think they're probably going to end up picking up a pretty routine win here. So I've gone for
1: a 2-0 win. Mm, yeah, I've done something similar. I went for um, a 3-1 mines win. For the same reasons, I, I think I'm just done giving Werder Bremen the benefit of the doubt. Um, I'm sure Phil Cook will score. I just don't think it's enough. <laughs> um, especially now this week with the reports coming out that he wants to leave, right? Um,
0: well, I was just about to say that actually. Like That's maybe also kind of soured my feelings on Bremen recently. That, I mean, I know mm-hmm. we can't always believe every transfer but these things have been kind of taken over or that story in particular has been taken over Mm. since the world cup yeah and i think you could probably totally understand if with every passing week he is getting more and more frustrated at the club because you know they seem to be going backwards
1: Mm. well and he's a he's a national team player right um and he's recently changed agencies and he's probably going to be able to sign one last big contract um, and his stock has probably never been higher. So I, I get it. Um, but, you know, it kind of points towards a few issues at, at Werder Bremen at the moment, and I think it, it's not helping at all. And I think that this is going to be a game that they're really going to struggle in. And light like minds, if they win this, they're right in there in the in the contention for a European spot, Stefan. Um, you know, then we have to start talking about completely different goals with them because all of a sudden you are in there with uh Leipzig, Frankfurt, uh, Leverkusen, Freiburg, right? Um, to maybe finish in the top six. So yeah, it's um I think we have to we have to start taking notice of uh Mainz. All right, further down the table, um that's our next game is Augsburg against Köln. Um mm-hmm. I'll let you go first here Stefan again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, as the resident Augsburg fan, um, which I'm not even, but I just feel an obligation to stick up for the best town in Bavaria. Um, You know, I feel like this is a very winnable game for Augsburg. Um, They've been quite good at home recently. They've picked up four wins from the last five games, uh, you know, and their last the only team, the only game they didn't win was a 1-1 draw against Schalke, which they were actually quite unlucky not to win, to be honest with you. So they have been pulling up some really impressive points at home recently, and it's kind of done a good job of kind of keeping, you know, those relegation spots at arm's length. Uh, and in contrast, Cologne just seems to be going through a bit of a moment right now. Uh, you know, they've had issues off the park with, um, in terms of, you know, the you know, the stuff, the, the the transfer ban that they might be having to deal with mm. and, and if you kind of look at their form recently as well, it's been really, really poor, so it kind of feels like Cologne are kind of sinking yeah. very quickly uh, down the league table, while Augsburg undoubtedly still down there, but they do have that kind of home form to rely on, so I've gone for a very narrow 1-0 win for Augsburg, just because I think it will still be quite tight, but I think they should have enough to win mm. the game. I
1: went for something really similar um Stefan I went for a 2-1 Augsburg win um yeah I mean I can't really add much to what you said there I think Köln <laughs> that transfer ban I think is a big story um and we're not even you know we're just at the tip of the iceberg there and yeah. um I think it's going to really impact this club in the long run uh much more than if, even like even if they're able to repel it Right. I think if they're only just going to kick down the ball down. At, uh, what do you see? They're just prolonging the problem here. right? Um, mm. and that's that's going to make it really hard for them to plan the future. But I think that's maybe like a story for... Even, this could be a separate podcast, so I don't want to dwell on it for too long. Um, the top spiel, and this is the DFL designated top spiel, not our designated top spiel, is Hertha Berlin against RB Leipzig. and uh, This is the Saturday night game. And in fairness, these two teams are only about an hour and a half of, uh, away from one another, right? If you jump in an ICE from Berlin to, to Leipzig, they're very close. Um, mm. And this is, could be actually an interesting game because for Leipzig, this is a big rebound game um, after, you know, of course they won in the Pokal, but after a couple of weeks in the Bundesliga where it didn't go, go their ways. And for Hertha, this is a must-win game because of the, the relegation battle. I do sense though here that I think Leipzig are going to win this quite easily, Stefan. I went for a 3-0 win here. What do you think?
0: Mm, Interesting. I think they'll win it too, but I actually think it will be quite tight. Um, I mean, they they undoubtedly look back to their best against Dortmund uh, in the Pokal, but I do kind of get a sense with Marco Rose's Leipzig side that he's obviously a very good tactician. He knows how to set his teams up. And I definitely get the impression that I might have mentioned this on the bonus pod because I feel like a sense of deja vu, uh, but I get the impression that he finds it actually easier to go into those big games because he knows how the other team are going to set up. He can react to that. And then he could set his team up in a very kind of smart counter-attacking mm. way. And that's obviously how they picked off Dortmund tremendously well uh, yeah. and how they have picked up big results against big teams this season. But the kind of, um, you know, the bane of... Leipzig' existence this season has been these kind of matches that we've got this weekend where they do tend to drop points they do tend to struggle against a team who are quite happy to just kind of bunker down and not kind of step beyond the edge of their box for 90 minutes and
1: mm.
0: you know and I think I think that's probably still going to be the case you know and you can actually point to kind of Hoffenheim's away form this season which is actually only the ninth best in the division to kind of get a sense of that you know um, yeah. when Leipzig come to town a lot of teams sit deep and they struggle so I think they'll probably struggle in this game too despite how they did against Dortmund having said that I think they probably should have enough about them to beat Hertha Berlin Um, you know yeah. Hertha might play defensively they have been slightly better recently they picked up some decent results I think they're unbeaten in three but they are still conceding a lot of goals and I think that's probably going to be the key thing. So I've gone for a two-one win for Leipzig just because I think it's going to be a very tight game. But I think Leipzig should have enough about to pick up all three points.
1: Fascinating. All right. Um, I had the same issue with this next game. Let's get into the Sunday fixtures. Three Sunday fixtures, obviously, because we didn't have a Friday game. Um, Gladbach against Wolfsburg kick off the Sunday. <sighs> So I went a little bit back and forth with it. I ultimately did settle with a 2-1 Wolfsburg uh, win because I just think that Wolfsburg's form has been just way better than Gladbach's, which is pretty easy when you look at Gladbach now five games without a win, right? Mm. Um, and I think if you go... Like, I think they haven't actually played well until, since the Bayern game, to be honest, which is typical Gladbach. They they show up for Bayern and then that's almost like, yeah, season done. We, we achieved our objective. We... <laughs> we kicked one at Bayern and that's it um, but Wolfsburg seem to really be picking it up over the last few weeks right? Um, they're now unbeaten in five yes they've only won two of those but still I, I kind of sense that Wolfsburg are just the more informed team here right now and although it's going to be probably close I think they're going to win it
0: yeah do you know what's so interesting uh, about this is that there's these two teams are actually one position away from one another um, yeah but there's a seven-point gap between them, and I think they probably do – I think both teams actually do a really good job of showing the kind of disparity between the top half of the table and the bottom half mm-hmm. of the table of the season. Because whereas Gladbach have just kind of really kind of, you know, what's the word to describe it, limped through the season – Uh, without any real fanfare, except for the odd Bayern win, you know, which we could come to expect from Gladbach, regardless (laughs) of how poorly they look. Um, aside from that, they've just been so boring and so, you know, underwhelming this season. Uh, whereas Wolfsburg have had such remarkable highs and such remarkable lows, you know, and I think it's really interesting that seven points isn't nothing, but it's not a huge amount either. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see if. Wolfsburg win this game which I think they will do if we are going to see a really big gap opening up between ninth and tenth in mm-hmm. the table um because you know I think the other thing as well that we have to bear in mind with Gladback now is that they've they have got nothing left to play for this season you know well, uh, they're unlike they're unlikely to get dragged into the relegation race they're not going to get into Europe yeah. and you know they kind of I feel like the biggest kind of threat to any team's form at any point of the season is just a lack of incentive. And you kind of look through that team, there's a number of stars who are just kind of killing time until they can leave in the summer. And I don't know, I just kind of feel like Wolfsburg have a lot to play for. They've got a lot more going for them right now. And back. I'm just really struggling to kind of pull together too many positives for them at the moment. So...
1: I've gone for a 2-0 win for Wolfsburg. See, I I wonder, because you're bringing up this really interesting point here, um, because we now have almost like a playoff situation, right? We have the top nine that are all playing for European spots. Um, yes, the top half of that are still playing for the title. And then we have a bottom nine that are fighting for relegation. And you look at Gladbach, let's say they lose this game, right? Then you're in matchday 27 with 32 points. That's not enough. To um, be secure for next year, and mm. the same can be said about Werder Bremen, where we both projecting to lose. So, at what point do those two clubs look over their shoulders and say, "Okay, we don't have anything to play for anymore," but actually, maybe we do. <laughs> In terms of, <laughs> we still like both these teams probably need another six, seven points to be sure, right? Mm. And we're just protecting them to not get any here. And then there's only seven match days left. That's, I'd be worried because, especially because you have a bunch of teams behind them that are in survival mode, right? And have been playing Mm -hmm. for points. So I almost wonder if we see that entire bottom nine dragged into the playoffs simply because the top two teams, um, if you separate the table that way, have been so complacent for so long. It's an Mm. interesting one, right? Something that we have to keep an eye on, I think.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a really good point.
1: Especially because now we go into that relegation race because it's not only the top four playing, but it's also all the bottom teams and they're playing each other um, and some really interesting matchups. And the first game is Bochum against Stuttgart. Uh, Stuttgart... (laughs) I always had to laugh a little bit about this um, during the Pokal game that I watched because the commentator said like, oh, there's the top, the, the team from the top division beating Nuremberg narrowly 1-0. And I'm like, is there really a gap between those two teams, Stefan? <laughs> Are we already talking about Stuttgart as a second division team? Um, <laughs> because there wasn't really that big of a difference between Nuremberg and Stuttgart in this Pokal match, <laughs> in fairness. So... I, I kind of struggled with a prediction here, so I'm just going to let you go first. <laughs> That's really interesting, actually. I think this is this is going to be a really
0: easy result to predict. I think Bokum are going to win this comfortably, to be perfectly honest with mm-hmm. you. Um, I feel like they've been... Bokum have been like what we'd call, in my part of the world, a coupon buster, uh, which by that yeah. I mean if when you put together your list of fi- uh, bets every weekend, they're the one team that always seemed to surprise you one way or another and they'll be more than happy to be a coupon buster at the moment because they're picking up some really impressive results you know they Mm -hmm. beat Cologne they beat Leipzig and then they got a draw against Frankfurt last weekend so I think Bochum look really quite good they've managed to really buckle down and kind of drag themselves out of that relegation race Uh, they're not out of the woods yet by any means of course but Mm -hmm. I think they're going to come up against the Stuttgart side they're going to be absolutely hopeless Especially after probably being quite tired from a Pokal result, so yeah, two 0 for me and for Bo, uh, in this result for Bochum, and I didn't, I, I, didn't feel like I had to think long and hard about
1: this one to be perfectly honest. See, I had to because of the new manager bounce I think that Sebastian Hurnes does have enough in him to. Well, I think that there is enough in the squad to to give manager give the manager a, a reactionary game. I'm not sure if it's enough. For them to win it. Um, I went for a one one draw here. But I do think when you look at the the Nuremberg game, which was by no means a pretty result, they still got it done. Hmm. So and you know, there's a lot of draws in the in Bochum lately. And then I also went back to the, the reverse fixture where Stuttgart were already quite in a bad situation, right? And Stuttgart won that game for one. So hmm. yeah. But, I mean, who knows? I mean, Bochum have been excellent in recent weeks. Um, So we'll see how this goes. Obviously, if they win it, that really makes this next fixture really important as well. And that's Hoffenheim against Schalke. And um, you've picked this as your match of the week. And I think that's a really fair pick because it is a game that has a ton on the line. So I'm just going to let you take it away from here.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's not the most, you know, um, technically gifted group of players uh it's maybe not even the you know it's by no means uh you know a title decider or anything like that but it is basically a six pointer at the bottom half of the table and you know we kind of moan at the the dfl dfb or not dfl um for the way that they you know schedule the fixtures every week and we always moan about the friday game being boring but I have come to really appreciate sticking on the Bundesliga games on a Sunday evening here in the UK. Mm. And it's always something it's all, it's usually involves the smaller teams uh, and it's usually quite a fun, scrappy affair. And I feel like this is just, this is just a great way to spend a Sunday evening, to be honest with you, you know, you can sit down, uh, have some dinner and just kind of take in what should be a really, you know, really intense, exciting um, six pointer. And, you know Hoffenheim have kind of shown they do have a bit of life about them with the last two wins. Uh, they beat Hertha Berlin and they beat Werder Bremen, and Schal- Schalke, who I did predict to get a result last weekend, mm. uh, came undone against a really impressive Leverkusen team. So I'm not going to not going to hold that hold too much against them in that regard. But I think this one's going to be really really tight, uh, and I've gone for a one nil win for Schalke. Mm. Um, that's how that's how tight I think it's going to be, but. I think it's gonna be so dramatic and if you don't have plans on sunday i would recommend anyone listening to this to pencil this one into the calendar
1: yeah um see i've actually i mean i, I see where you're going with this and i think schalke have been um definitely improved the second half but I'll also i can't look beyond the fact that hoffenheim have now um won two games in a row um, and really Pellegrino Matarazzo. Remember before that, two wins in a row, Pellegrino Matarazzo and Alexander Rose were almost on their way out, um, right? They almost pulled a Stuttgart by firing the head coach and then on top of that, their sporting director as well. Mm. Um, but they have since really turned it around. And I actually think that Hoffenheim, I just still think there's better quality in the squad than at Schalke. And mm. I think that they might win this one to one Which would break a lot of Schalke fans' hearts. And uh, I actually, you know, I actually kind of want Schalke to win this game because uh, (laughs) the Bundesliga is a better place with Schalke in it. Um, I'm firmly, I'm a firm believer of that um, because they give us a lot of big matches, right? And their fan base is just massive. I just sense that Hoffenheim might be turning a corner here, Stefan.
0: Mm. Well, that's why it makes for a good game because it's a difficult one yeah. to predict. And whoever wins, there's huge ramifications for, for the other teams. So yeah. everything's on the line and that's all you can really ask for for a game at this point in the season, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. And, and I'd be happily wrong, <laughs> to be honest <laughs> with you. I think if I would pick my Bundesliga, and this is no, no disrespect to Hoffenheim and... Fans, um, but if I picked my favorite 18 teams in the Bundesliga, I don't think Hoffenheim would be in it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I doubt there's too many people out there, um, you know, fighting their corner for them, uh,
1: but yeah, yeah, it is what it is, unfortunately. It is what it is. We, we, they are, they exist and they have had years where they played fantastic football. This isn't one of them, um, but you know what, um, such as the Bundesliga, we, it's. As the Germans say, it's not, this is kein Wunschkonzert. It, you cannot pick your favorite songs. Um, so here we go. But Stefan, that wraps up uh, another really exciting week. Um, we had tons of really interesting content on the substack. You wrote about Leverkusen. I wrote about the German Car. We kept, wrapped up the German Bucall on the, the bonus show as well. Um, and we also covered a bunch of really interesting possible transfers. I also mentioned that this show is brought to you in association with get german football news they've been super kind this entire season um putting up with us counting the scores um, and all that sort of stuff um giving us shout outs every week as well right stefan and i really encourage any bundesliga fan to check out that site um and then finally it's brought to you by bet (laughs) online anything that you want to add before we wrap this up
0: no, I think you kind of did the bases. You went around all the bases there and got everything sorted. So, no, it's a good. It was a good week, and I'm now going to spend the next three or four days with my feet up watching some Bundesliga football. Happy yeah. Easter!
1: <laughs> Happy Easter to all of those who celebrate, and if you're not celebrating Easter, enjoy the holidays. We'll be back next week. Until then, auf wiedersehen.